Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of No Head, where we learn to live in the present moment. Thank you for your continued feedback and comments. I'm really excited that you're here. If you're tuning in for the first time, my name is Dorothy Ooko, and when I'm not doing my full-time job in communications, I facilitate a course at Google called Search Inside Yourself. I have wanted to share the joys of being present and what this means to me as a spiritual and a spirit-filled African. One of my favorite verses from the Bible says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. I have found and I continue to find that the practice of mindfulness meditation through which one achieves the state of mindfulness helps me renew and revive the state of my mind and gives me greater clarity of thought and allows me to stay present and in the moment. Truly excited about this show where we navigate life together. As is our practice, let's take a moment to fully arrive by doing a few breathing exercises. Did you know that a deeply relaxed person breathes around seven times a minute? When you slow down your breathing, you'll automatically relax. So let's do this exercise together. We will breathe in to a count of six, hold our breath for a count of two, and then let our breath out slowly for a count of eight. So let's start. Breathe in. Hold, let your breath out slowly. Second set, breathe in, hold, let your breath out slowly. Breathe in, hold, let your breath out slowly. Now let your breathing return to its normal rhythm. Breathing in, breathing out, letting your breath guide you, letting your breath lead you, not controlling anything, just letting your breath flow. Now that we have fully arrived and we are in the present moment, let's continue with the Camino Portuguese. In this episode, we will talk about the spirit of the Camino, and it's the spirit of surrender and gratitude. And I find that this is especially necessary in these times of COVID-19. I've received interesting questions from those of you planning to go on the Camino someday soon. So let me just state that the Camino is not just the physical route or trail through Portugal, Spain or France but it is also an internal one. That as you travel, there's so much that goes on inside you that you will discover as you take the Camino. And it doesn't matter whether you're walking the Camino for religious reasons or health reasons or tourism, you're forced to stand back and reflect on your journey so that you can see clearly. Remember the markers I had talked about in our earlier episode that help you find the way? The yellow scallop shell 
and the yellow arrow which points to the direction you should be heading. Seeing clearly helps us find direction to the path forward as we go into the Camino. There are two possible routes for the Camino Portuguese. And so we have to make a decision, Carol, Jane and I. There is the coastal route, which is very scenic and my preference because I love the water, I love the beach. And after reading a lot of literature, this was the one I wanted. But there's also the inland route, which is the one Carol and Jane prefer. This is the ancient route, it's called the original route, and it is the one taken by St. James, and it has many churches and chapels, which really makes it great for a religious pilgrimage. The other choice we have to make has to do with accommodation. Pilgrim hostels, known as in Spanish as albergues, are iconic institutions and are synonymous with the Camino. They are cheap and go between 5 to 15 euros per night. They offer dormitory style accommodation. Most albergues are offered on a first come, first served basis and cannot be reserved in advance, with the exception of some private albergues. A popular saying posted in many albergues is El turisto exige, el peregrino agradece, meaning the tourist demands, pilgrim appreciates. This reflects the spirit of the Camino, the idea of appreciation of whatever comes your way. To get lodging in the hostels, it is necessary to present the pilgrim credential which is a small booklet that is stamped all along your journey. Most towns along the Camino also have hotels and other private accommodations. These range in price from simple rooms, often run by the local cafe or bar, to pension, which are simple rooms in local family homes and offer shared bathrooms, to hotels and expensive paradors. Paradors are restored historic buildings that have been converted into luxury hotels. A simple private room can be as inexpensive as 20 to 25 euros for a single room or 25 to 30 euros for a double room. The style of Camino de Santiago accommodation depends greatly on the type of trip you opt for and the size of your wallet. Depending on the season, some of the places book up in advance, especially in peak season. And as we are traveling in October, we decide to book our hotels through booking.com very early. We decide that hotels are the de facto accommodation to keep our spirits high and our body well rested for the two weeks we are on the road. I am the planner. And so I set up a tricks with the dates and towns we will be passing by, as well as the total distance for each day we are walking, plus the name of the hotel and the pension where we will be spending the night. It's organized to a T. My fear, which I had seen and read online about, is not finding a place to sleep after a long day's walk. And so, as much as my planning made common sense to me, you know, booking in advance so you never run the risk of missing a place, it really goes against the spirit of the Camino, which is there's always room at the end. And how much can you really plan? And as it turns out, sometimes you can arrive late in a city that you don't want to wake up very early the next day to start the trip. 
and so it allows you room for flexibility. However, with the planning I am making, there's no time to linger on in a city and just spend the time touring that particular city. Plans overtake everything and there's no room for change, especially as we don't want to lose our money. Which brings me to where we are now. How many of us could have predicted that April would find us quarantined in our homes, in our countries? Who could have predicted that what we took for granted as normal would suddenly become unnormal? If there's anything COVID-19 is teaching us, it's that we really don't know about tomorrow. We only know about now. Which is why No Head Podcast is about living life in the present moment. The Camino and COVID-19 teach us about surrendering, accepting life as it falls, accepting what life brings each moment. The Camino teaches us that we need to prepare ourselves for a great experience, but have the flexibility to be able to roll with whatever happens. This is the spirit of the Camino. Surrendering to life with an open heart and being grateful. Remember, el turista exige, el peregrino agradece. The tourist demands, the pilgrim appreciates. Well, that's all for today in No Head, where we learn to live in the present moment. Thanks for listening. Join me again next Tuesday when we continue with our Camino experience. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast and SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on Instagram, Nohead Podcast. Check our website, www.nohead.space. That wraps up what we have for you today on our sixth episode. Catch you next time, my friend. Have a great week. And when you're overwhelmed with what is happening around, may you still your mind with a few breaths. May you surrender to life. May you be grateful. May you be at peace. Till we meet again, if you think of anything, just drop me a comment on Instagram, No Head, on Twitter, No Head Podcast, on our Facebook page, No Head, or on our website, www.nohead.space. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.